Hello guys, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it, and God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, <clears throat> I would like to first of all wish you guys a very true happy Thanksgiving. From the bottom of my heart, I am so blessed to be here, to be alive. And you wouldn't believe how, you know, I look back on my life and where I am at now compared to where I was a couple of years ago. You know, a couple of years ago, especially back in uh, 2019 and in 2020, I was in the hospital, paralyzed from the neck down. And I am just so blessed to have you guys. And that, and I don't really, and I feel like I take things for granted, you know, and how we all go through trials and tribulations. We all go through difficulties in life. We all go through hard hardships. But there's nothing better than going around a Thanksgiving table, telling what we're truly thankful for, telling that, you know what, God is a merciful God and that he's a sovereign God and that he still loves us to this very day. And no matter what happens to us, you know, we are his children. We should love and care for each other. And, today's, and today is going to be a very sh short um, lesson. But I just wanted to tell you that I am so blessed and thankful to be here. And I'm thankful for you guys as listeners. Um, that Because we can't get this message across without your support. Without, uh, well, without your support. And not only that, but... You know, it's not about the listening. It's about the development of your faith. And it's about growing of your faith and the desire to get closer with Jesus and get closer to learning new things that you might have not known. For instance, choral music. I'm sure that you guys, well, for choral people, you probably didn't know that. But for non-choir people, it was interesting. And I'm sure the Thanksgiving special yesterday we did was also very uh, fun and it was very energetic. But with this in mind, we're going to just dive right on in and we're going to open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for a very special day that you have given us. We thank you that you can just bless us, Lord, because we are so honored to be in your presence. Lord, you are a merciful Father and you are a Father who loves us so much. We, are, we come here on a fantastic holiday called Thanksgiving, a day of being thankful and a day of just being blessed for what you have given us. You have given us life. You have given us um, everlasting life. And you give us the birds in the air. We are also thankful and help us to be more thankful each and every day and always to remember to have thanks, thanksgiving in our hearts. And now that, but gratitude and how we should be thankful and just um, a, a humble heart. Because it's all could be taken away from us. You could call us home anytime. And it's up to you, O oh Lord. So may you guide us and protect us as we go out into this day. And protect the families that are traveling. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So the cool thing is, is that now it's Thanksgiving. And now we're going to jump into a Christmas miracle. This is the thing that I am also looking forward to. And Isaiah 7 really depicts of what's going to happen uh, in, the later, in the later weeks to come. And yes, this is going to be a shorter podcast than usual. I think this is uh, very respectful and why it's going to be short. Um, 
But let's dive in. If you have your Bibles open, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 1 through uh, 25. And it states, When As, son of Jonathan, and the son of Yuza, was king of Judah, king Rezran of Aram, and Pekah, son of uh, Remha, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now, the house of David was told Aram was allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Haz and his people were shaken as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. When the Lord said to um, Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Sherah, 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 man, uh, yes, that word, um, I can't, man, this is embarrassing. To me, as um, at the end of an um, aqueduct of the upper pool on the road of um, Lander's field, say to him, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood. Because of the uh, fierce anger of Rezran and Aram and the son of Remeha. <clears throat> Aram, Ephraim, and Remeha's son have plotted your ruin, saying, Let us invade Judah. Let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves. And make the son of Tebal king over it. Yet... This is what the sovereign Lord says. And before we before we stop, I wanna I wanna take some time, and um, it means that word that I can't that word that I can't say means a remembrance and will return. That's what that word means. Uh, I'm gonna just spell it out. It's S H E A R J A S H U B. It means um, a remembrance um, will return. And last but not least, you know, there's also another one, um, you know, where it has uh, seven two. Um, you might have caught it. It means um, was Aram was allied itself and at the house of David, which means that they will set up camp, and that they will put live in and not live in, but it will temporarily set up camp and it will temporarily make home for itself. And seven, uh, seven or chapter seven, verse seven states, yet the, yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus and the head of Damascus is only Rezran. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is only um, Re, um, Rev, R-E-M-A-L, or A-L-I-H, I can't say that word, uh, Ramahel's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith... You will not stand at all. I'm going to reread that again because that is so important. If you do not stand in your faith, you will not stand at all. For instance, you know, I was on a, a podcast last night. And, I, you know, I was, we had a very, very exciting show. And it talked about 
how we need to stand firm in our faith and we don't need we need to have our faith on hard concrete not on wet cement because the moment that we think we can build a house on wet cement is when everything will collapse now yes there is a thing that you can build a house on wet cement but one day or within a matter of days it could sink in and it could collapse but we need to stand firm we need to make sure our hearts are firm in the acknowledgement of Jesus before we go out into the world. We need to make sure that we are discipled before we disciple others. Verse 10. Again, the Lord said to us, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But as said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, here now, your house of David is not enough to try the patience of humans. Will you try the patience of my God also? And therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The, <clears throat> the virgin will conceive the birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating cords and um, cuds, or cuds um, curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings will dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. And he will bring the king of Assyria. Amen. And amen. And I think that's so, um, and that is so cool. And there is something that, um, that might have, you probably might have missed in 714. Um, it's a Hebrew, a Hebrew is plural. There, um, when it states, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, a virgin, and we conceive the um, birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. And that means it's Hebrew, and it will be as pretty much plural. So Isaiah seven eighteen states, In that day the Lord will whistle for flies from the Nile Delta in Egypt, and for bees from the land of Assyria. They will come, they will all come, and settle in the steep ravines and in the crevices in the rocks and all the thorn bushes and at all the water holes. In that day, the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, to shave your heads and private parts and cut off your beards also. In that day, a person will keep... A, Keep alive a young cow and two goats. And because of the abundance of the milk they give, there will be curds to eat. All who remain in the land will eat curds and honey. In that day, in every place where there were a thousand vines worth a thousand silver shekels, there will be only uh, burrs and thorns. Burrs and thorns. Hunters will go there with bow and arrows, for the land will be covered with burrs and thorns. As for all the hills 
once cultivated by the hoe, you will no longer go there for fear for the beer, for the birds and the thorns. They will become places where cattle are churned loose and where sheep runs. And here's the cool thing, okay? It is the big Christmas miracle in Isaiah chapter 7 that Jesus talks, or not Jesus, Isaiah talks about. And he prophesied of what is going to happen for you and I, that there will be a Savior. And after God first gave the promise of a Savior, he began revealing specific truths about the king who was to come through human vessels, uh, vessels, prophets, which are known as prophets. More than 680 years before the birth of Jesus, God told the prophet Isaiah that the Savior would have a virgin mother and would be God himself in the flesh. The accuracy of this one, of this um, one claim alone uh, is miraculously especially given how many years the world waited for the um, fruitation of this promise. But this prophecy is only one of 108 that were fulfilled through the birth and life of Jesus. Now, how awesome is that? That when I would hear them, you know, if I were back 680 years ago, if I were alive back then, I'd be on fire. I'd be like, okay, Lord, help me. Like, this could be the potential coming. And I would do everything and anything to get on fire and get and to be obedient and to be like, oh, Lord, I'm excited for your return. And that's how we should be for the Christmas miracle. And <clears throat> it is interesting because in 1958, jumping way forward in 1958, renowned mathematics and astronomy professor Peter Stoner studied and calculated the chances of the fulfillment of Messiah, uh, the Messianic prophecies. He concluded that the probability of even eight of those 108 prophecies coming to pass is controversially one in 100 uh, quadrillion. Yeah, that's one in 100 quadrillion. That is right. One in 100 quadrillion. Imagine that. Just eight out of 108 that is something that that just that's absolutely awesome. This Christmas and Thanksgiving makes um one of the most significant miracles in history, well, especially Christmas. So as we celebrate this remarkable holiday, try wrapping your mind around the odd stacked against Jesus coming on earth as predicted. It's pretty much impossible to fathom. Our only logical response is worship and gratitude and total awe. The word tells us there is no limit to God's power. And, there, and these numbers are certainly proof of that. He is worthy of our wonder. Amen and amen. And with this in mind, we're going to wrap things in prayer. And first of all, before I pray, I would like to apologize from the bottom of my heart. There are words that I cannot say uh, because I have gone through so many times uh, through the Bible. I've read it through so many times. And those are the words I struggle with. Um, because, you know, when you're paralyzed and you have to relearn everything, relearn how to talk, relearn how to do everything, you tend, you just, the pronunciation and the forgiveness or the forgiveness.
forgetfulness like I'm having right now tends it's it's a hindrance. But the cool thing is is that we still went through this whole thing. We read it and we got to experience how one in a hundred quadrillion uh number with a hundred and eight um zeros, how cool is it that the, out of those eight prophecies along with a hundred and eight, all those are uh, fulfilled. That is absolutely awesome. No, I wouldn't go out and buy a lottery ticket. That is not what I'm encouraging. But let's end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you for the miracle that you have given us, the greatest miracle of all, the greatest miracle for man and your kind, the greatest miracle of having an opportunity to call upon you when we are in distress, the greatest plan of having you to Truly accept you for what you did on the cross and how you have given us another opportunity to go into heaven without having so many guidelines and without facing the wrath of you, Lord. Because you are a just God. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord. And we thank you and we just are in awe of your sovereign. We're just in awe of how merciful of a God you really are and how you truly love us and that you care for us. Because you don't have to, you know, you could obliterate this earth. But no, you decided to give us another opportunity. So, Lord, I pray as we go on to Thanksgiving, you know, as we sit around the table, we thank you for the things that you've given us. We thank you for the birth of your son. And we thank you for the season that we're going to experience. How we are going to go out into the world. And we're just going to be able to witness the people. May you guide us and protect us as we go out into this day. And guide us and protect us as we go on to the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, oh Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear, and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, with this, guys, in mind, I hope you guys have a truly blessed Thanksgiving. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.